Hi guys, welcome to Self-Care Sundays. This is Han and I'm joined by the beautiful Naz. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for gracing me with your presence, Bikana. <laughs> you always know how to talk to me. <laughs> it's funny, I only call you Bikana on the podcast. I can't bring myself to calling you that in real life. It was so funny. I was talking to Jay and she was like, I'm going to send you something like, you know, she's sending me a photo. And I'm like, all right. She's like, wait, I can't find your name. And I'm like, what? And she's like, wait, wait. She's like, no, I saved you under Bikana. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I tried calling you last night and you didn't pick up. So, like, when you don't pick up my calls, I think you went to sleep. Anyway, I do, like, the stupidest shit. So I spent all night on, like, TikTok and Google and I was, like, reading articles on, like, dream interpretation and I've been trying to, like, analyse my dreams because I keep having the same repeated dream, like, weekly. Oh, okay. About the same situation or the same person that keeps reappearing? So, yeah, it's just the same scenario that's happening, like, yeah, in in the dream, like, every single dream, but, like, it happens, so I'll have it for, like, a few times in a week, and then the dream will stop, and then I'll have it again, like, in a few months again, the same dream. (laughs) Wow, so what does it mean? It's not good to tell dreams, so I'm not going to tell the dream, but I think in conclusion, honestly, I think when I was doing all that, like, researching and reading it's just my subconscious. It's it's a dream coming from my subconscious. So I don't think it's like a dream from God. Or I don't think it's a dream from Shaitan. I just think it's my subconscious telling me something, basically. It's probably something that I'm thinking about that I don't realize or something that's unhealed that I need to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes like when you have dreams, it's usually when you're thinking about that either the person or the situation or whatever, like whatever it is. Like if you've been, like I know if I've been thinking about work a lot, I'm right before I go to bed, I end up dreaming of scenarios at work. <laughs> but it's like, it's a kind of, it's the type of dream where I'm half half awake, half asleep. It's like a daydream, but it's at night and it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. I've been having some dreams where I'm like, in water like submerged in water so sometimes it's like in the sea or like my bedroom is like filled with water so like my bedroom is like a sea yeah it's it's a bit confusing and there's always like a whale present but it's not like a big big scary whale it's like a whale like shaped like a dolphin I've had this dream like three times in my life and I'm doing weird stuff like sometimes I'm like swimming with the whale sometimes I'm on top of the whale sometimes the whale is just by itself and I'm like not around. Yeah. But it's really weird. Like I have no idea what it means and I've never tried to figure it out. Do you have it like, is it like constantly reoccurring? No, just three times. Like that's the only dream that has been repeated in my life. Most of the time I actually don't remember my dreams. So the reoccurring dream that I had, what happened last week was I had so I had that reoccurring dream and then there was a girl in the dream that I didn't see for 15 years. So a very, very long time. I haven't seen this girl since I was really young. So I woke up and I was like, oh my God, why was this girl in my dream? You know, I'm like, I haven't seen her since I was like a little kid, you know, like like since I was young. I go, what's going on? Anyway, I didn't really think too much of it. And then that night, like I went to pick up my kids and then I was going home and then my aunties were going to like a funeral. And then I'm like, oh, who passed away? And they're like, oh, you know, remember this girl like from your childhood? And I'm like, 
yeah, I dreamt about her last night. They're like, yeah, her dad passed away. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, my God, that is so creepy. Yeah, I was shaken to the core. Like, I was, like, going to cry. My mom and my aunties thought it was the funniest thing in the world. They were laughing. And I'm like, it's not funny. I'm like, what does this mean? (laughs) Do Do you think you had a premonition? No, I had the dream after the father dies. Oh, okay. um, but I, I do read a lot of du'as before I go to bed as well. I don't know. I I never I didn't want to think too much of it. Sometimes things just happen. Yeah. Oh no, I I would also be shaken to the core if that happened. That's that's scary. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was like, you know what, maybe there's a deeper meaning. Let me just research about dreams at 12 a.m. <laughs> you better not be having any dreams about me because I do not want anything bad to happen to me. <laughs> oh my god, are you scaring me? <laughs> Maybe this is why we shouldn't talk about our dreams, huh? No, you're actually not meant to tell your dreams Islamically. Like you're not actually meant to tell people what you dreamt about. Like if it's a bad dream anyway. But enough of my scary stuff. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, today I thought that I would tell you an interesting story. So it's a story of a, it's a real life situation involving a messy NASA love triangle, an attempted murder charge, and a road trip with an astronaut in a diaper. Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. I've heard about a woman driving in a diaper. Like that was like headlines, but I don't actually know what happened or how she got there. (laughs) Yeah. So there was actually a movie made about this case. Um, no way. It's called, yeah, it's called Lucy in the Sky. Get it. So it was, is um, it on any streaming sites? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I didn't even look because like I got way too into the the real life case than the actual yes. movie. But okay. I did read in an article that the movie was missing some of the details. Okay. So in the movie the astronaut was not actually wearing a diaper. Um, which I don't know why all the media wanted to focus on the fact that she was wearing the diaper then, the motive. Like a grown person wearing a diaper is like, yeah, it's it's a bit creepy though. Like it's a bit weird. You must you must have lost your mind. But then you think, wait, you're an astronaut. You're very educated. What led you to the point that you would go and wear a diaper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the thing as well. Because she's an astronaut, astronauts are actually used to wearing diapers. So when they're taking off into space, because she's she's been to space, I think once or twice, you have to wear a diaper. And also when you're landing, you have to wear a diaper. They have these like special space diapers that they have to put on. So she's kind used of, to it. Okay, yeah. This kind of makes sense for her. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're right. It's like what led this this woman. So this this woman, her name is Lisa Nowak. Pretty sure I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. This all went down in, in America. So she drove 90 miles across states to confront her ex's girlfriend and potentially kidnap and murder her, but that's still being contested. And she also happened to be the first astronaut in history to ever be arrested. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... As you were saying, like, the first thing that people wonder is, like, what would drive this person to do such a crazy thing, right? So I got, like, really deep into, like, figuring out who she was and, you know, why it was all over, like, the media headlines at the time. So all of this went down in 2007. 
Yeah. The movie was released in 2009, I think. So basically like around that time, so in around 2006, 2007, astronauts were seen as heroes in America, you know, because like the moon landing wasn't too far off. Like there haven't been all these, um, you know, like Elon Musk projects around back then. So it was all new, like space discovery was new. So if you were an astronaut, like you were seen as this like very educated, like respected person, like a hero. Yeah. So, and this woman, Lisa, she's actually very pretty and very smart. In addition to being an astronaut, she was also a flight officer in the US like Navy. And like she spent like her her entire like career goal was like to be able to go to space. You know, so seven months before this horrible incident happened, before she was arrested, she was actually sent to space for two weeks as a shuttle engineer. So this was basically like her her dream come true. You know, everything was going well in her life in terms of her career, but her personal life wasn't doing so great. (laughs) She was a married mum of three young kids and she had a troubled marriage. So she separated from from her husband around I think like 2004 or 2005. Did they get into the detail of what was wrong or they just say troubled? Yeah, this, that, that's the thing because she was such a private person. She refused all kind of interviews with media. So all this information that we're getting is just from the police interview. So, of course, she didn't go into detail about her marriage and all of that. All that we know is that she started having an affair with this other man his name was Bill and he was also an astronaut. So was this like when you say an affair, was she still married to her husband? Like was she still living with him or were they separate? No, no, so, so she was separated at the time. So she was separated from her husband for like three years before they actually got a divorce. Okay, so they were legally married still but. They were still legally married. But they weren't together. But they weren't together. But I think once you announce that you're separated, I most people don't think it's a they wouldn't really consider it, consider it an affair if you started seeing someone else. I mean, if you're not Muslim, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so she started having an affair with this with this astronaut that she met in a in a NASA training program. They ended up dating for three years. So this was also another detail that they got wrong in the movie because in the movie they made it seem like. You know, she met this man in this training program. They fell in love immediately and then everything kind of went down in like two weeks. Yeah. In real life, she was actually in a relationship with this man for three years. But funnily enough, like when she was getting interviewed by the police, they were asking, they were just like, what is your affiliation with with this man, you know, whose girlfriend that you just attacked? And she said, well, it was more than a friendship but less than a romantic relationship. Which so it was like a situation ship for three years, basically. Yes. So, like a couple of months after she returned from her first space trip, the two week space trip that they sent her on, he ended up breaking things off with her. So, he told her that he met another woman and that he wanted to make things official with this other woman. That's the other thing that also makes me think that things weren't really official between her and Bill because and it makes sense because she was still actually married at the time too so they might have just been you know having a fling that just like went on forever yeah but she clearly like caught feelings more than him yes yes and it was the timing too so this happened like just a couple of months after she returned from her space trip 
And like people say that when astronauts come back from space, like they have this like feeling of depression and emptiness, like it's like they've lost their, their life purpose. And it was like more true for her as well, because after that trip, they told her that she wasn't going to go on any more space missions. And I don't know why. So I was like searching the whole internet to try to figure out, did she do something fucked up in space? Like, I don't, I don't know because I found like articles of her, like after she was, um, like before she was going on the space trip. Yeah. And, and she actually, um, did like a a radio interview about it saying like, you know, how excited they are and how this is going to be so beneficial for the space program in, in USA and all of that stuff. So she was making headlines because, you know, like I was saying before, like people saw her as this, as this hero. And there wasn't a lot of female astronauts at the time as well. So when she came back, I, I suppose she was feeling a little bit down already, you know, at the fact that the mission is over, you know, there, there was no other missions that she was going to go on in the foreseeable future. She was also going through a divorce with her husband. So she's been separated from him for a while at that point. Her mum actually said in an interview that, you know, she stopped eating food, she stopped sleeping, like she was depressed, basically. Was the depression like, was that after she's come back from space or is that after he, Bill, called it off? I think after she came back from space. So yeah. she was already in that state. Yeah. Yeah. And then he called things off with her and then I guess that just sent her on a spiral. <laughs> but a few weeks prior to the incident, she still had the key to Bill's house or apartment in Houston. She ends up going into his apartment, basically breaking in because she went uninvited when she knew that he wasn't going to be home. And she somehow discovered the identity of this new girlfriend that he started like seeing. And this lady, her name is Shipman. She was a blonde. She was 10 years younger than her, very pretty. She was also in the Navy, like a decorated officer. So it was, you know, like you could see how she started seeing this other woman as her competition (laughs) yeah but you know like for you to be this jealous she must have been really in love with Bill for her to break into Bill's house she must have been really in love with Bill Mm. people don't realize but like when they say crazy in love or their meaning crazy in love is true where like people actually go crazy and like things change in your brain like when you're in love it's the same as like you being addicted to drugs so love like releases neurotransmitters in the brain just like a person who's experiencing like a high but when you find yourself like attracted to someone else or you have a chemistry or you have a connection and like you when you crave like wanting to be around them it's the same craving that someone who's addicted to drugs craves the drug (laughs) that's really messed up like yeah (laughs) but like the neurotransmitter, whatever, like the dopamine goes up, like, and it makes you have this feeling of like euphoria when you're yeah. around that person. So every time you think about them, you want to get that feeling of euphoria again, just like you get the high from a drug. So you keep chasing that high. No, like, no, but then it would have made sense if she kept chasing him, but she became obsessed with this new girl that he was seeing. But that just means that she's trying to get rid of the girl so she can have him all to herself (laughs) basically yes (laughs) 110% yes but she was denying it the whole way through until now 
she's denying it because she wasn't even admitting the type of relationship that he had with her. He came out openly and he said, yes, we did date. We did have a relationship, but it was nothing serious. And I fell in love with someone else. It just, you know, goes, so, it just goes to show you, doesn't matter how educated you are or how intelligent you are or, you know, what formal education you've had or your IQ level or if you've been to space, you know, love makes you do crazy shit. <laughs> but not this crazy. I mean, we've both been in love, but I don't know. I, I don't know if we'd go to this extent for another person, especially someone who hasn't even committed to you. Mm. Like she's trying to sort through you know, ending her relationship with her husband, who's the father of her children. Like she's going through a divorce. She's got her career to worry about. Like I don't get to her. Maybe she was more in love with him than she was with her former husband. You don't know what she was feeling. And to him, it might've just been a situation ship, but to her, she thought that she found the one. So Mm. you don't know what feelings were inside of her. But I guess so. And and I guess this is like kind of the worst way to break up with someone or one of the worst ways is telling that person you're actually in love with someone else who you want to take seriously and move things forward with. If she was was really like just a crazy person, she would have been affected by the divorce of her husband because she was still going through a rough time then and she did come back from space or whatever. But why is she reacting more to a three-year relationship than the father of her kids and a man that's, you know, like her husband? Yeah, maybe she was seeing him as her as her safe space, like her way out, like if that makes sense. So it's like, okay, her marriage is falling apart, but, hey, I still have this person who yeah, but I was about the me. Point I, the point I was trying to make was if she was just a genuinely crazy person, like anything would set her off her husband's divorce would have set her off. But I think Mm. she genuinely had feelings for this guy that I don't think, like, we shouldn't kind of underplay. I think she just felt rejected, to be honest. (laughs) She felt rejected and maybe that was the last straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know. I don't know. All of this is just, like, hypothesising because she didn't actually speak about what she felt and what drove her to that. What's the crazy thing that love's made you do? Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I def- definitely didn't try to kidnap or murder someone, that's for sure. Oh, I don't even know if I should be saying this on the podcast because <laughs> people listening up might think that I'm, I've lost my mind, but I did confront someone, you know, like the person that I was seeing, my partner, I was in a very serious relationship. And when I found out that he had been cheating on me and I found out in the worst way possible as well he kind of didn't have any response for me so I wasn't getting closure I wasn't getting any kind of explanation even after I sent him the proof the receipts he was just kind of like oh yeah it's been happening like so what and I'm like you need to talk to me motherfucker like what the fuck (laughs) how long has this been going on what's happening and it's just complete like he was just completely ignoring me so what does every sane or insane person do in this situation oh god no (laughs) I drove to his house he was living in a share house with this other couple and I drove in the um the driveway and just like blocked off the driveway and just sat there calling calling beeping the horn I'm like I'm not leaving until you come outside and talk to me I just lost my shit. Like so many things happened that day. 
he eventually came out and then he's screaming at me and I'm screaming back and I'm like, you need to talk to me. You need to tell me what happened. It's like, I don't want to talk to you, this and that. Like it just, it went nuts. Like I went nuts, sorry. Yeah, it's very hard for me to hear this story because it's not your behaviour at all. Like I could never imagine you doing that. Like the person that I've known my whole life, I'm like, nah, if someone was, if someone was to come up to me and tell me that story and say, Naz has done this, I'd be like, no, that is not in her, that's not in her personality to do something like that. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like if he had just spoken to me, I wouldn't have been so angry. I would Seriously? be hurt. I would be sad. But what made me angry and start seeing red was the fact that I wasn't getting a response from him. Yeah. You know, and, and this wasn't just someone I was in a situation with. Like he's like the only person that I actually told my family about. You know, so we were very, it was a very serious thing. And I just expected him to handle it differently. But he didn't. And I ended up doing some crazy shit. I didn't put my hands on him or anything, but there's definitely a lot of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like I'm not leaving until you talk to me kind of thing that's probably like the craziest thing I've done what about you love makes you get cuckoo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the craziest thing that I've done was very very long time ago <laughs> I don't know if that's going to justify it when I think about it I cringe I was like 18 19 and there wasn't a breakup, nothing bad happened. Um, we were just communicating and my friend was, I was at my friend's house and she was older than me and she had a car and I went and like drove to his house, I guess. I don't know what I was thinking to surprise him. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I drove to his house and and he wasn't like picking up the phone, whatever. So like I jumped the fence and I didn't know which one was his room and I knocked on the window and luckily his brother opened the window. Like I don't know that kind that kind of almost sounds romantic. Like I'm yes. not seeing the crazy in this. Well yeah then he came out and then we were just yeah talking whatever and then no he thought it was the most romantic thing in the world but I think about it now and I'm like you crazy woman you didn't have your driver's license you drove a car that was like all done up like if the cops saw me they would have stopped me I was going through red lights I'm like I was rushing for what we were just like communicating so it was it was so bad but when you think about it I'm like it's pretty crazy so you were 18 19 which means that he probably was the same age too yes and was he living with his parents yes and it's like can you imagine like African parents like his mom knew about me and my mom knew about him but still like imagine like Imagine me knocking on the window and his mum's like, the fuck? what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're not using the front door. Like, um, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. <laughs> it is crazy, like, only because he was living with his parents and the fact that you were knocking on the window like some kind of, like, thief. <laughs> yeah, no, it, like, he didn't think it was crazy. He thought it was really romantic. But, like, I, when I, like, think back on it, it's probably one of those things that I cringe about till today. What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, because um, it could have easily gone sideways. <laughs> no, it could have it gone really, really bad. Yeah, could have gone really bad. Yeah. Anyway, back to this story about the astronaut. Yeah. So she's feeling hurt. She's feeling rejected. She breaks into, you know, Buell's apartment. She finds out this girl's identity. 
and then she somehow gets a hold of her travel plans and figures out that she's going to be landing in, I think it was Orlando. Okay. Like the next night. So she prints out all like her flight details and stuff and then she starts making a plan. So I guess at that time in her mind, she had a plan to either confront her, kidnap her, murder her. I don't know. Right. So she (laughs) ends up planning a road trip because she's in Houston and Bill lives in Houston. So she gets in her car, puts on a disguise. She puts on a trench coat and a wig, like this massive, like ridiculous looking fake black wig and sunglasses. (laughs) And she goes in the car. She's got with her in the car, two diapers. She's also got a steel hammer or mallet. She's got a buck knife, a BB gun with ammo, latex gloves, four feet of rubber rope, duct tape, garbage bags, and a floppy disk containing female nudes and bondage instructions. Oh, God. As well as pepper spray. Oh, my goodness. So like, like when, when she actually got arrested, she told the authorities that she just only wanted to have a conversation with her. But, like, why are you in a disguise, first of all? And why do you have all this fucking shit in your car? Anyway, so she ends up driving to Orlando Airport in her diaper (laughs) to confront this woman. So the reasoning behind her bringing um, the diapers with her and wearing a diaper was, like, what she was telling the police was that she wanted to get there as quickly as possible and she wanted to avoid, like, having to make stops along the way. Which makes sense because she's thinking like an astronaut, you know, this is, this is what they do for work. So she gets to the airport around midnight and then she sees this other woman. So she's already got a picture of her in her mind, but this other woman, so Shipman, actually has no idea who Lisa is. Like she's heard of her name, but like she doesn't really know who she is, right? She's just thinking, oh, Bill has an ex and her name is Lisa. That's it. So she starts following her around the airport while she's, like, picking up her bags. Then the other woman goes on um, a bus. She follows her on the bus. The whole time she's wearing her trench coat, her wig, she ditched her car when Shipman got onto the bus so she doesn't have her car with her, and she just starts following her. The bus drops Shipman off at the airport car park, and she follows her right up to her car. So at this point, the other woman, like, starts noticing this, like, strange person following her like like can you imagine like it's like midnight in the middle of the night like and you just see this person in a trench coat and this ridiculous looking wig that obviously looks like a wig following you around you're going to be freaked out right you're going to be frightened yeah yeah so she starts like walking faster than speed walking this is the other woman and then she finally runs into her car starts the car and like you know locks all the doors and then Lisa ends up like going to the the driver's seat of the window and she starts like banging on the window and she's screaming. She's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And then Shipman is like thinking what's going on. Like this, this woman is crazy. And then Lisa starts crying. She's like, I really need help. I'm in danger, blah, blah, blah. So remember the other woman has no idea what Lisa actually looks like. So she's just thinking this is some strange woman who has lost her mind. She clearly needs help. So she rolls down the window. Oh, God. I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Big mistake. And then Lisa ends up grabbing her pepper spray 
can and pepper spraying her. Luckily enough, Shipman, like, because her car was already started, like, she just put her foot on the pedal and, like, drove away, like, as fast as she could, called the police, and then Lisa ended up getting arrested. Do you think Lisa would have committed the murder? If yes, 100%. Yes. How long was it? Like, what, how long was her sentencing? Like, what did she get? Okay, so so I'll get to that, right? Okay, first of all, like, my thoughts were she had enough time to actually get away from the airport. I don't understand how she even got arrested because this other woman was driving away, like, she could barely see because she just got, like, pepper sprayed. So by the time she called the police, like, it would have been at least, like, a couple of minutes, you know? Like, it would have given Lisa enough time to, like, go back to her car, drive away and get away. But she was arrested at the airport itself. This just makes you think, like, she clearly had some kind of, like, nervous breakdown and she wasn't thinking through things properly. I don't think she was thinking straight. That's why I asked, do you think she would have really committed the murder? I don't even think she was thinking straight. I think it's just a woman that was in love with a guy. He's moved on and she just wants to cause pain to his new partner because she thinks that she's getting in the way of them being together. But she had planned it. It's like that's the thing that gets me. Why would you bring all this shit in your car? No, that you can't explain. Like like we don't know if she would have gotten away with it, but I feel like the point that you made where you said she couldn't, she didn't even leave or get away quick enough when she could have, it just goes to show you this person's not even thinking straight. This person's kind Mm. of lost the plot <laughs> lost their mind yeah so when she got arrested she was immediately charged with attempted murder yeah so the police thought that she somehow planned to dispose of shipman so that she could console bill and eventually like win back his affections exactly what that's I'm why she drove yeah 900 miles from houston wearing toddler sized diapers <laughs> and bringing a bb pistol, a steel hammer, and a black wig. Like, there's just too many things that kind of pointed towards an attempted murder. Anyway, so she ended up getting arrested. The media got a hold of the news and it was like just every headline was like astronaut arrested, wearing diaper. Like, every media outlet was just focusing on the fact that she drove 900, 950 miles across states wearing a diaper to confront her ex's girlfriend. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they were talking about. That's crazy, yeah. that's To me, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah. So tell me her sentencing. Well, she managed to avoid prison. You get, so she get, actually, get out. I swear to God. No so way. She, yeah, she took a plea deal and she pleaded guilty for burglary because she broke into Bill's house oh my God. and also battery. So that's from the pepper spray. That's it. Dude, she tried to kill this woman. Like the evidence was in the car. Do you think it's different if it was a man doing it? I have no idea. But when I think about it, there is no way that they were going to send an almost middle-aged white woman, educated astronaut to prison. I just wonder how this whole thing would have played out if it was like a, you know, a black woman from the Bronx, for example. Do you think it's about colour and status or do you think it's definitely, about gender? Definitely. So because the judge's whole thing was she's got no prior criminal history and she's been an outstanding member of society, let's not ruin her life anymore. Any yeah, but do you think if a man did this it would have been different? Do you think they would have just been like, okay, like, you know, 
a man is capable of like causing I harm? Don't know. I, I really don't know. I feel like even a man, like if it was a white man who was also an astronaut, he would have gotten away with it too. And she yeah. also had a very good lawyer as well. I think that's really messed up. That's yeah, I've really heard really about really the wife thing, but I, I never thought that she would actually get away with it. I thought she'd be going to prison. That's that's insane. And and get this right. The judge told her to do mandatory anger management classes. Yeah. And she told him, because you know how court cases take a long time. Yeah. So by the time that the decision and the verdict was actually reached, it was like two years after the fact. So Lisa ends up telling the judge, oh, judge, you know, I've already done like a year's worth of therapy. Like, do I really need anger management? And the judge was like, oh, that's okay then. You must be all better now. Like, all good. (laughs) Nah, yeah. It's definitely like... It was her definitely her occupation, her colour, her gender. I think a lot of factors came into play, but I feel sorry for the girl. Like, she must be traumatised. She's very traumatised. So she actually did do an interview at the time of the sentencing and she said, like, this woman was out to kill me, like, 110%. She said, like, every time I leave my house now, I'm always, like, looking over my shoulder checking who's following me. She had a lot of anxiety from the whole situation. Yeah, I mean, anxiety is, I don't even think that cuts it. I don't even think that justifies what she's probably feeling. It's insane. She was about to get killed and this person walks away. Like the the justice system's pretty shit in America. Exactly. Like how can you ignore the fact that she had rope, garbage bags, like BB gun, like all this shit, a knife, (laughs) all of this stuff was yes. inside of her car. She must have been frightened. Maybe. And the bondage instructions. Yeah. So she had a disc where it was basically like like a man tying up a woman in like some kind of, you know, sexual thing. But then people were, were, were saying that like she got that disc so that she could learn how to tie someone up. Like yeah, that's the actually proper way of tying someone up. It's messed up. Have, has there been a time where you felt frightened and someone did something to you but they thought it was obviously it was love to them in their eyes, but to you it was like, no, that shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like definitely been like situations where someone has like hacked into my Uber account and they were monitoring where I went with my Ubers. And I was like, how do you know that I ended up there? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? This happened recently, actually, not too long ago. So there was a person that like, I want to send you gifts. I want to send your kids gifts. And like, I want to send you dad gifts. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Like, yeah, sort of. And then I was just like, no, I'm just paranoid about my address. So I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I can't give you my address. Like I trusted the person, but I was just like, I'm just paranoid about my address, right? It's when I live where my kids live. You just don't know. So I was just like, no, 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 no. I can't give you my address. I yeah, I just can't. Like, I don't want a gift. Don't worry, I can't give you. I don't want to give you my address, and I don't want a gift. Um, so this person ends up finding my address. <laughs> How? I don't know. And I don't like. First, I was like, is this scary? Is this crazy? Is this creepy? Or is this romantic? Because I was like, I wasn't sure. No, it's fucking creepy, man. It's fucking creepy. Anyone who's like willing to hack into your shit, you know, use your like passwords to like get into all your fucking apps find out your address like that person they're capable of anything mm-hmm. like, like, they, they don't have boundaries I was just like just the the fact that 
personal details is so accessible to people right now. Like that was like, like the person, I don't like the person is not a person that will cause me harm. But the fact that like, imagine it was someone that could cause me harm and they like had accessibility to my address or something like that's, that's bad. (laughs) I mean, like we've all done the unhealthy thing of, you know, stalking someone's Instagram, but I don't think we would ever take it that far when we're actually like hacking into somebody's account. No, I think, or... I, think, I think hacking, when you like hack or do something as stupid as that, I think it just like, I think it's illegal then. Well, how else do you think you found your address? No, definitely not hacking. You, I mean, how can he hack? No. Plus there's like all this, like my stuff is always password protected. I receive an email if someone's trying to get in. I don't know how he got it, but yeah, he got it. <laughs> That's that's freaky. That's oh really my god, Wait, this is romantic. <laughs> no, that's toxic. That's not romantic. <laughs> that is not romantic at all. I don't know. There's a fine line, like between, you know, someone just being a, a little bit toxic. So, like, you might have like interpreted that situation as okay, that's a bit over the top, but like his intentions were pure. To that same person, then snapping and actually doing something drastic. Yeah, because they have it. They have it in them. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, everyone, like I think. Every, I think everyone has it in them. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And most of us will have a check and balance in our brain to be like, mm, okay, no, this is too far. I and think we'll everyone. Try. I think everyone's low key crazy. I think everyone is low-key crazy and I think like if you're out here saying you haven't done some low-key crazy shit you're a liar like everyone's low-key crazy it just depends on who takes it that extra level too far exactly but then where do you even put that boundary like where's the line yeah for me personally like if you found out my address without me giving you that information I would be freaked out yeah really like one time I got flowers delivered to my house and he didn't have a note you remember the flowers yeah 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 and I wasn't seeing anyone at the time I'm like who the fuck has my address like you were freaking out yeah you were freaking out no no look I get it I get get it it's crossing a line for me yeah I remember when I got that letter in the mailbox and I spent like all night looking at my camera to figure out who put a, a letter in my mailbox like a written letter it is, oh, it is but that creepy. was such a cute letter. Okay, no, let's not get it there. But it's, 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 it is creepy. I don't know, maybe because I know the person, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> you're crazy, but not like you're crazy, crazy. No, but that, but that letter was, okay, it was sweet, but then it wasn't signed by anyone. That's the thing. Like if, if you want to okay, do something see, romantic that, for someone, see, that put your you. name on it. Okay, okay, you know what? Okay, let me tell you something, right? When I read the letter, I interpreted it like it had all this like nice stuff written on it, right? Like when it like when the person whatever when I was reading the handwritten letter, it was, like it was really nice. But the fact that I didn't know who it was, I was interpreting all these nice things as something really bad. And I'm like, they said stay safe and do this, and I'm like, what do they mean stay safe? Are they coming for me? Who's coming yeah. for me? I was freaking out. But then when I looked in the camera. And then I saw who it was. I was just like, oh, this is so sweet. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like I feel like if somebody doesn't sign their name or leave a note with the flowers that they're going to send you, it's fucking creepy. 
why do you want to make the person wonder? Yeah, yeah. Why, why would you want to make the person afraid? Like, that shit won't make them feel special. You know, because I remember when I told you guys about the flowers, you're like, oh, it's just a week before Valentine's Day. Someone's trying to show you that they're thinking about you. And I'm like, who? Yeah. Who is thinking about me? This shit is creepy. Even if I got a message after the fact, you know, to say, hey, I really enjoyed, you know, I'm sorry, I, I hope you enjoyed the flowers. They were from me, by the way. But that didn't happen. So it was just this, like, mystery yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I'd be paranoid if I did a note. If I got something at my door and I didn't know who it was, I'd definitely, I'll definitely be paranoid about it. And then what made it worse was that I ended up messaging someone else thinking it was from. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't even admit. That I was like, "Hey, are those flowers from you? Like, that was a nice gesture. Like, next time, sign your name." And they're just like, uh, "I'll happily take credit for it, but they definitely weren't from me." And I'm like, "Fuck." Oh, <laughs> Like when I got paid yesterday for work and I was like, shit, well, I'm like, who's paying me on a on a Saturday? You know, like, damn, I'm like, who loves me? Who's pay IDing me? You know? <laughs> and then I check and I'm like, it's just work. <laughs> it's just work. Oh, God. It's just work paying me early. Oh, God. There is a fine line. Like, and then the thing is like the more you you know, listen to these true crime stories, the more you're kind of on edge about this kind of stuff. Like, (laughs) there are crazy people out there, like crazy people. Anytime, like, I even have conversations with people sometimes where I have voluntarily, like, told them a piece of information, but then I forgot that I told them. And then they'll repeat it to me and they'll be like, oh, yeah, like the time that this, or, oh, yeah, like, you know, you you went here last time. I'm like, how do you know? how the fuck do you know that? I, I never yeah. told you that. And you're like, no, yeah, yes, you did. And I'm like, okay, my bad. <laughs> like I am so on edge with that stuff because you just don't know how far people will take it. Like- yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying, Chess. I'm like, when I say everyone is low-key crazy, everyone is low-key crazy. Everyone has done some low-key crazy shit or thought about doing some low-key crazy shit, but there's people that take it that step too far. And Our friend Christopher always says, you know, like, he's like, you know, it's okay to have, like, a crazy girl because she'll just come and, like, break your windows or, you know, do something or, like, you know, puncture your tires. Yeah. Or, you know, she'll, like, but he goes, you girls have to be careful because it's, like, when guys get crazy, he's, like, they'll kill you. Oh, yeah. 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 And that shit will escalate very quickly. Yeah. As well. Oh, well, yeah, that's the story. So anyway, the punishment that this astronaut got basically was she had to do like a year probation doing community service, which is nothing. People have to do community service if they get caught drink driving. Yeah. Like like it's it's the minimal, minimal punishment that you can get from the legal system. But what makes me kind of at ease with the whole thing, or not really at ease, but like you know, a little bit more justified is that the Navy basically gave her an other than honourable discharge. So she lost her job, but they still let her keep her pension. And she also got officially divorced from her husband. The guy that she was seeing, Bill, and his new woman both left the military, but I think that was voluntary. So there was a lot of rumours surrounding him and the fact that he was a womanizer and all this stuff so he decided to leave and she decided to leave are they still together 
they moved to another state and they got married. Well, that's so cute. Look how trauma can bring you together. Yeah, <laughs> they started a new business together, encouraging kids to to be creative writers. And she's a writer. She has like a few novels out there. And yeah, no one's heard from Lisa though. She's just been living under a rock ever since. Probably wearing nappies. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I did. I'm definitely going to be um, skeptical about who I talk to now. <laughs> yes be careful who you upset to (laughs) yeah I need to stop beeping at people in the cars (laughs) control your road rage woman I know make sure you check out our Instagram self-care Sundays pod Sundays with a Z and we're out see you later everyone